I'm Andrew O'Hagan, host of a new podcast from the London Review of Books. It's about the bloodiest and most controversial event of the Falklands War, the sinking of the General Belgrano. Margaret Thatcher was accused of a war crime. The truth would only emerge in the pages of a private diary. This is the Belgrano Diary. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Victoria Jenner. I am the interpretation producer here at the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford. And I'm joined here with Charlotte Ribberol, who is Professor of Victorian Literature at the Sorbonne in Paris and guest curator of the Ashmolean's recently launched exhibition, Colour Revolution, Victorian Art, Fashion and Design, which is open now until the 18th of February 2024. And this exhibition is wonderful. I mean, it's talking all about how Victorian Britain is usually portrayed as grimy and dark, but this couldn't be further from the truth. Charlotte, can you elaborate more for me? Thank you, Vicky. This exhibition is actually the main outcome of a major EU-funded research project called Chromatope, focusing on how attitudes to colour radically changed across Europe, following a series of major scientific and technical innovations such as the invention of colour printing, chromolithography, and the discovery of the first coal tar-based dye in 1856, a discovery that took place here in Britain. Now, this was a major turning point which suddenly made colour something accessible to everyone. Now, as you said, Victorians during this period is often perceived through the dark filter of bleak working-class slums, which Dickens described so poignantly. And yet what we want to show with this exhibition is that the Industrial Revolution actually transformed colour, turning coal into a rainbow of dazzling new dyes. This colour revolution not only affected the way artists and writers thought about colour, it also had wider-reaching scientific, political and even religious consequences which the show highlights through a series of stunning objects ranging from paintings to textile, ceramics to jewellery. So you mentioned this distorted vision that we all have of this period and it's partly due to the Victorians themselves. So Queen Victoria spent 40 years in mourning the death of her beloved Prince Albert from 1861 and this very much contributed to this morbid image of her. So can you tell us a bit about what are the key objects that highlight this colour revolution that we witness? So after a sort of gloomy anteroom playing up to what you've just described, you're in for a chromatic shock and the first gallery is all about the rift between Ruskin and Darwin who completely disagreed about you know what the colours of nature meant. Uh, for Darwin, colour was a gift from God. The beautiful colours of flowers were a sign of uh, you know the beauty of creation. Whereas for Darwin, there were means, in particular for flowers, to attract uh, insects, so a means for sexual selection. And, and many Victorians found that very shocking. So we have some beautiful, absolutely stunning jewel-like pre-Raphaelite paintings. The central room of our exhibition recreates the 1862 London International Exhibition because it was when the first new aniline dyed fabrics were presented, including some vividly stripy socks, which were described at the time as chromatic torpedoes. In this section, we also reunite for the first time several objects that were presented 
at the 80 to 62 uh, exhibition, including Burgess's Great Bookcase, which is an extraordinary piece painted by 13 different artists and which tells colourful stories, including Ovid's story of Pygmalion, which depicts Pygmalion's statue coming to life through colour. And this story of Pygmalion was a great favourite with the Victorians. And the, the last room, we want to show how the cosmopolitan aesthetes and decadents, as they call themselves, rejected Ruskin's ethical conception of colour as mm -hmm. sacred. The Ramon Casas painting depicts a young decadent woman after a ball. So she's lying on this zingy green sofa. And this young lady is dressed in black, but not because she's in mourning like Queen Victoria, but because she's chic, she's elegant. Interestingly, she's holding a yellow book, which was most certainly a racy French novel, which no respectable woman should, should read at the time. It was, for instance, a yellow book that supposedly poisoned uh, Dorian Gray in Oscar Wilde's uh, famous novel. And we actually include two of these very rare yellow books in our show alongside the complete 13 volumes of the Yellow Book magazine illustrated by Aubrey Beardsley. Thank you so much, Charlotte. If you would like to come and experience all of these incredible, vibrant colours for yourself, please do come to the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford. Colour Revolution, it is open now until the 18th of February. Please do come along and join us.